the GMs, episode 28, Masks of Narlothotep Retrospective. Good evening, this is Zach from Ask the GMs Podcast. Welcome to another great podcast where we're going to talk about RPGs, focusing on our big portion of Masks of Narlothotep. Hope everyone will enjoy this and passing it on to Sean. Yes, we've completed three chapters now. And we're still live. Woohoo! <laughs> Passing on to RC. Hey, everybody. We're, uh, we're surprisingly sane, resilient group of survivors. Are we lucky? No. Um, I'll pass it off to the other current survivor, uh, Brian. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy that as scummy as our characters are, that we haven't, uh, we actually did a good deed this past week, so. Yeah, uh, let's hear from Lindsay. Hey guys, I'm happy to hear that you're you're surviving and uh, and mostly sane, kind of maybe a little. <laughs> well, the characters are. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I meant. I needed to differentiate. <laughs> At this point, I think we were. I think when we played, I think we were relatively okay, but some of us were white knuckling it at that point, sanity wise. But I'm glad to hear you guys are all surviving. Um, but I'm excited to hear about all of your hijinks. Um, and I guess I'll throw it right over to Zach. Thank you, Lindsay. And I believe Brian is going to do our shout out this week. Yeah, I just want to shout out to Sideboard that we're allowed to go to uh, again. Um, I keep your games. Um, so shout out to them. And of course, keep your games for opening that space open as far as, you know, play space wise. Either way, just check them out. They're awesome. Thank you. And this evening, we're going to break down how we finished up the England chapter, the Egypt chapter, and the Africa chapter of Masks of Narlathotep. And we're going to get perspective from Lindsay, who's also played this campaign, but just not with this group. So one of the first things about this campaign is traveling from America to England. You get to rest up. Everyone traveled first class, so they got sanity back from that and they can train their skills. In the Call of Cthulhu pulp book, they call this redlining, imitating Indiana Jones whenever he makes that big travel, you just see the red line moving along. What does everyone think about long distance travel and, the, and this rules in Call of Cthulhu? I think it's an effective feature because it's a time period that, unless you as a GM have something planned, you know, it's, it's really not necessary to roll play out on the other side of that coin um you do have the ability to like play something if you want to do like a scenario during that um depending on how long you want the campaign to run which is cool too yep a lot of people run transatlantic terror as their atlantic crossing scenario oh that's cool i just love traveling to england and then everyone before we went Luckily, we all thought about, okay, so we're going to England. How are we going to get all these guns? <laughs> I just remember that being a discussion. And It's, it's yeah. very funny that you bring that up. Yes, <laughs> we were like, what are we going to do? <laughs> I remember that it. being a... <laughs> I just remember it being like, we were like, oh man, what are we going to do? Because I think that's going to be a problem. <laughs> we didn't I mean, luckily, think that, and it was a problem. <laughs> Luckily, my character, she was from England, so and she was a private eye, so she 
had some stuff, you know, put away there. But like, as far as going over, we were like, I don't know, what did you guys do? Oh, we lost Some everything. of us hit our guns. <laughs> I think some, don't you mean like 20% of the total party? Well, you mean Dylan hiding his double revolvers in his hat? <laughs> Which has su- suspiciously grown larger every city and country we've been at. First it's a 10-gallon, then it's a 12-gallon. Now it's a, a, oh, no, no, a 30-gallon with like a water spigot on the top to fill up trains. So. <laughs> <laughs> he helped out some kind villagers. It was a very, it was a very pleasing scene. Well, I did... Um... I was able to sneak my revolver in. So, nice. Nice. It was only a little 32. <laughs> but still. Uh, but, the other way we got around it was um, buying some sporting shotguns when we were out in the country. <laughs> uh, oh, there you go. For sport. For sport. For fox hunting. That's right. Yeah, Foxy, Foxy, Foxy. Before moving deeper into the England chapter, Lindsay, do you want to discuss how you burned Ian on a place to stay? Yes. So we got, like I said, my character was from was from London. We went to London, and um, Ian's character uh, and my character, let's just say they weren't, they didn't get along very well. and his character asked mine, you know, what's a good place to stay? I know you might know. I know you'll know the the nicest place to stay. I want the nicest place to stay. Just, and I was like, okay, I'll write down. I'll write down a place on a piece of paper, and you can go there and make. <laughs> I'm sure that you'll be able. You probably won't need a reservation. You'll be fine. And I was like, Zach, I write down the absolute seediest, worst <laughs> place that he could possibly stay in london that i know and i'm a and i'm and i'm a private investigator i know really really horrible places i'm gonna send them to the worst one and then i had to roll or we had to roll and i and i and i won and so he went to like this horrible 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 cd motel in london and it felt so good it felt so good the bastard And Thaddeus Murdoch, was, Thaddeus Murdoch was fine with it because it just rolled off of him, but still. Yeah, but because he's Tevlon, that asshole. <laughs> Nothing bothers him. I, I was going to ask if that was, if that if that's who I thought it was, but. Yes, I'm that's really who it was. was. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yep. Well, Ian got back at her by breaking into her home and hiding the demon statue. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sent him to a seedy motel. He puts a demon statue in my room. (laughs) Jerk. I mean, I love Ian, but (laughs) it's fun. (laughs) Oh, God, I could. Oh, anyway. And then um, one of the starting locations you're given before you leave New York is like, hey, Jackson has a lot of contacts with the newspapers. Why don't you check out the scoop with Mickey Mahoney? Oh, yeah, the scoop. You have the scoop, and this is ragtag, almost um, tabloid. Tabloid. I was thinking of a. I'm blanking on the name of the tabloid, the really famous one. Oh yeah, National like Enquirer. Early... National Enquirer. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like it's like two degrees up from National Enquirer, one degree from being British, and one for like having like that much more class. Yeah, I forget Probably... what the famous like early tabloid in 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 Britain was. I forget. 
You guys go there, and there's three newspaper clippings. However, I always take out one because it's a side adventure. The reason why I take it out is that it's about werewolves, and it's not set in England. And while fun, it has nothing to do with the campaign. Werewolves. Well, it's advertised as werewolves. It turns out to be something else. No. Okay. Well, we had enough trouble staying on task. Oh, yeah, no. That would have completely thrown everything. Yeah, no. No. It's a good idea. But the first one's about these crazy paintings that have an adverse effect on people. And everyone's like, ooh, let's go check out Miles Shipley and his crazy paintings. Which we did. It smelled funny. Yeah, everyone gets to go to uh, Chelsea, but Chelsea in you know England, not in New York. And it's a knock on the door, and the little old lady comes up. Oh, hi, dearies! Come on in. You're buying paintings from Miles. And then RC's not wrong. There's a spot hidden. Rolfy, like, man, it certainly smells specifically like like the reptile house in this building, like very specifically. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And the party that's it. That didn't stop our tree. <laughs> well, you can't stop now. You gotta just keep keep rolling. You gotta keep going. Just just wait. No. <laughs> you just gotta keep pushing. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the push the push rolls come later. <laughs> Everyone goes upstairs to see Miss Young Miles and his paintings. They're very kooky and crazy. There's a lot of you know, Black Pharaoh, Black Wind, Bloody Tongue, yeah. random serpent person torturing people. It's a good sanity loss for all. Dylan more so than the rest of us, but... Poor Dylan. <laughs> and then everyone gets invited downstairs for tea, and it's like, oh, are you going to buy some of Miles' paintings? And... RC has made his consistent mistake. Luckily, you're breaking this rule, sir, but you're trying to uh, hypnotize things that have more than 100 power. I, you know, sometimes you just have to risk it. Risk the biscuit. Risk it. What were we going to find out from this lady again? You know, I was just trying to get That's more right. info. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to I think you were really trying to get more info or a better price. Okay. No, I get it. One of the two. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, RC, are you going to try that same trick in China? You might run into Carl. Uh, If I run into Carl, I don't think I'll be doing that. Come on, you guys don't want to go Carl seeking? (laughs) Look, if I hypnotize Carl, there's something wrong with the universe. Yeah, you must have rolled like a 10, and he must have rolled like a 99. Yep. So, yeah, RC disappears. And then everyone's like, where's RC? Where'd he go? Which way did he go, George? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And that's when um, Brian actually went to look for RC. And she's like, oh, that lovely little man took the trash out. So Brian mm-hmm. stepped outside to go check the trash cans. And she locked him out of the house. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that lady, man. That little old lady. 
Well, Brian's, Brian, Brian has been a good wingman to RC the entire time. Actually, he's been a good wingman to, like, everybody. Good on him. Eh, you know. Eventually, the jig is up. Uh, Dylan, our Texan, just starts, bam, 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 because that's all he does. Bam, 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 and brew drugs. Yeah, he does that and, a lot, too. And believes that it's he can thing. gain access to everybody. <laughs> RC wakes up in, in in the basement and there's like like a stone bathtub, but it's filled with like skeletons and remains of women. He's not having a good time when he's like hung up on a on like a coat rack. <laughs> like 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 on a oh coat rack, God. like with a yeah, like like with a hanger through his jacket and he's just like hanging on the Yep. yep. Exactly. <laughs> but eventually the the Little old lady gets attacked and it's a oh my god serpent person blah 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 blam and yep. then everyone's like let's run why because the cops we don't want to get arrested in England no no you do not Dylan shot her up we all ran oh that's right um he knocked out uh she she injected yeah. Jen with some plutonium drugs oh good those are fun. Lindsay's favorite. The drugs from Pluto. They make you see stuff. I don't think Jess had much of an effect except for going unconscious. Uh, I believe there was what the the random episode after that, but I think that was related to something else. Yeah, yeah, that was later when when you guys decided to to read books. (laughs) That's always a good idea. It's a shame there's only one French speaker. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> then the, the next lead the party follows up is from Scotland Yard. They find out about the suspicious Egyptian murders. Yep. This leads them to a spice shop. Luckily, we have a person of Arabic descent who speaks the native tongue of Egypt. Oh, good. That's helpful. And he walked yep. in and all swanky. He's like, hey, I want your best stuff. Yada, yada, yada. Where's a cool way to hang out? Why am I telling you? Sean can tell you. Yep. So went in there, laid the groundwork, agreed to meet up with her even at the club. So, yep. Then we got into the club. RC proceeds to try to hypnotize somebody. Now, granted, it was somebody that was successfully hypnotized. He was. You knocked out the bartender here because of his hypnosis. And in the middle of that, service, in the middle of service, was he knocked out? Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. So um, Brian comes to the rescue and jumps behind the bar, takes over all the bartending duties. Nice. I'm really good at bartending. <laughs> well done. No, Lindsay. So, so so good. He has the skill now of bartending. Hell yeah! <laughs> better than whipping. <laughs> yes, it's better than my whip skill. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't stop him. That does not stop him from using the whip. <laughs> no, it does not. It should um, never stop you. No, thanks for the uh, thanks for the wingman, RC. That was perfect. Got him right where we wanted him. Yep. Trapped him in, got him in. 
our secret plan of me developing the skill of bartending. Man, if I had only thought about it beforehand instead of retroactively fixing it. One of the belly dancers passes a party member a no to. Yeah, that was uh, Brian that she passed the note to. Yeah. Yep. I was very popular at the bar, like after the dude was okay. Oh, you were very popular. So much, in fact, they wanted you to come back. Yeah, they said that the, that they were you were their number one fan. Yep, they kept Brian's like they keep calling, telling me I'm number one. We should have caught on to that. We didn't. I was trying to be very, very. I was like layering that on pretty high. I was like, we love you, Brian. Never leave. In fact, stay here overnight. <laughs> In fact, you'll you, you never leave. Just basically everything except locking the doors. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone leaves and they go to this secret meeting. Well, not everyone, but you know. The Texan, of course, is trying to find a reason why to shoot everybody. <laughs> he was tipping the belly dancers. Um, like, that was no, the- no. That's no, night that two. Perfect. We gotta get to night. We gotta get to night oh, one first. Oh, you're right. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> oh, so we go there, and Brian has a midnight liaison with a belly dancer. You were popular. She me, yeah, she tells me that they are uh, that her husband is missing, and that uh, they take people from the club, like upstate, yeah. in a truck. Right off the bat, she friend zoned you, just like that. Yeah, I have a I, I have a husband. <laughs> yep, yep. Not the first time. <laughs> so, where Lindsay's group diverged from this is, her party was able to capture one of the people following the belly dancer. Yep. And they take him into like an abandoned Catholic church and start torturing him under the rectory. <laughs> And then, like, Ian is like, hey, let me hang with him, make like get like prison mate buddy buddy with him. Oh, Jesus. And it doesn't work out. So they, 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 drag, they drag him to the altar and they end up killing him right there. And Pat's right there as a Catholic priest. And I'm just like, it's like, you know, God is right there. Yeah. Like, as a Catholic, God is like physically right there. Yeah. He's in your, he, you're in his house murdering people. It's his house. <laughs> like, right in front of him. Yep. Right in front of his salad. <clears throat> We took a different view. Instead of capturing somebody, we let our person be captured. <laughs> yeah. Instead of going, instead of not going back to the clearly cult rendezvous location, let's go back a second nine immediately. And Brian, of course, shows up to work. <laughs> He's the fancy backup bartender. Well, you gotta. Right. I was uh, I was hot I was a hard hot bartender for a night I could do it again, for it's sure. Like cocktail. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Brian went from being Indiana Jones to Tom Cruise. <laughs> it was quite a character leap. <laughs> yeah, that's when our Texans started like, br- like you know, tipping and giving money to the belly dancers, and everyone was like, "No, man, you can't do that here." This Can I get a-, a lap dance? <laughs> Money talks to universal language. That's when they threw him out. Mm-hmm. Ah. In his white suit. Yep. <laughs> In his white cowboy hat. Wow. 
And then everyone else is asked to leave at closing, but Brian has to clean up because he's the new guy. And they make him carry all these heavy crates down this ladder. And then all of a sudden he's in the cell. Oh, God. And he he turns out he's finding out it's very Egyptian. It's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> I mean, they provide it's company housing. Like that can't that's not like the worst thing ever, right? I can think of other things that have happened that had company housing that were. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Jess and RC and I decided we've got to rescue Brian. And Jess' character is a um, French pickpocket and thief. Nice. So, and we're all, this party has like buku. Stealth skill. Everybody has stealth. Like, isn't like the lowest stealth like a thirty? No, it's a it's, forty-five. It's a forty-five. Wow. Jesus. It's Jeez. And, and two of the players, myself and Jeff, we I have a sixty-six or a sixty-eight, and Jeff has, she like, has like a 74, 75. 75. Good God! In it. And yet, only one player has a psychology above ten. Me. <laughs> Which, by the way, that that check comes up a lot. Yep. Yeah, it does. And so, Captain Hypnosis has the psychology skill. That makes sense. So, Jess and I sneak up to the door. He starts picking the lock. RC comes up there also. And as we're picking the lock, we realize there's a monster moving around inside. But unlike normal, you know, people, we decide, oh, it can't be that bad. Let's just keep picking the lock. <laughs> so we get the lock undone. And that's when the big monster decides to wedge itself in the door. <laughs> and then my friend, I flashbanged everybody. Yeah, RC, RC took some sanity damage, basically threw all of his magic tricks at once. <laughs> oh well, he, fla- he did the flashbang with the... Um, Flash paper first, and that actually lit him on fire. I think a little bit. I think he took like one hit point of damage and lost his sight. For a Something moment. like that. <laughs> and then, um, Jess and I are trying. Jess shoots the Santec with her two shot Derringer, and I try to fight the thing off with my reinforced cudgel cane, leading to pink, pink. Oh. Yep. It's got armor. We can't penetrate it. <laughs> but at least it can't easily f- fit through the door. Right. Well, then, as she's trying to shoot it, that's when RC decides, because he's freaked out from Sandy Luck, he's, like, shooting, like, 52 pickup cards into her face and stuff like that and doing all these magic tricks randomly around in a circle. <laughs> so... Brian decides that he's going to pick locks on the cell. Now, Brian doesn't have pick locks. Oh, no. Lindsay, do you know what locksmith starts at in Call of Cthulhu? Is it? I don't. Is it zero? No, no. It's very rare for anything to start at zero. It's one. Is it five? Is it one? Oh, okay. It's one. Okay. Brian, how much luck did you dump down that check? I think it was, like, around 20. I think it was over 20. Oh I think God. it was 21 points because I yeah, think it was 21 like 22. <laughs> yeah, that was the closest like roll you got. 
like, well, I could do it. Yeah, and I did it, and uh, I got everybody out, you know, fortunately, and attempted to burn down the building. Of course, as you do. Um, then um, the only route of escape was to, because, you know, the gigantic demon monster was wedged in the door for most of it, was to break the window and get everybody out of the window. Now we need to cue the uh, Sarah McLaughlin music. The arms of an angel! As the Shantek bursts through the window and flies into the England sky. Because when Brian broke the window, he broke the healing spell that kept the Shantek confined in the fog. Oh. <laughs> well... Born yeah. free, as win- free as the grass. <laughs> you win some, you fucking lose some, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you know, like... You did what you had to that- do. Yeah, how did I know that it was the glass that did it? Why yeah, no, it? there's no way. Yeah. I would, yeah, no. No, it was also good for RC. He's like, he's just randomly out there. They're at the Savoy. They're at a very fancy hotel. And he's like looking out the window, and he literally sees like someone get like thrown into the Thames. He's like, "Okay, don't go out at night." <laughs> that was before the, the Shantek. And I don't mean kind of thrown. I mean like like yeeted into the Thames, <laughs> like, launched. I just oh, politely yeah. told everybody, "Don't go outside." I don't admit you what I saw. Just don't go outside. Don't go outside. <laughs> not good. Not good at all. Don't recommend it at all. <laughs> Um, and then next up in the investigations, we go to the lovely Penhue Foundation. And both parties kind of mirror each other here. It's just, oh, we're going to come in and have, like, polite tea. Edward Gavigan's going to talk to everyone very smarmily. Mm. Like, as you come into his office, oh, I accidentally unlef- left my safe open with all this money in here. Let me oh, politely yeah. push, push that closed. And he tells you a lot of flim flam. Yeah, Jackson Elias is full of crap, and nothing bad has ever happened in Egypt. Weru was just a, you know, there was no war in Bossing Say. <laughs> yeah, that, that that African woman had nothing to do with the expedition and just stole money and left. Yeah, yeah. just a disgruntled servant. <laughs> However, yeah. RC was able to redeem himself. Yeah, I did hypnotize someone with a hundred power, hundred fifty, over hundred yeah. yeah, and successfully learned some useful information. Kind of useful. Sick. Well, more yeah. useful than you getting trapped or taken over by something. <laughs> which, which both have happened now. <laughs> yeah. And then, kind of mirroring the original. Lin- your group, Lindsay, is hey, it's the it's the midnight break it. Oh yeah. Where I recall your party had a whole bunch of chloroform and like knocked everyone out and threw we off did. all their shoes. We did. We did have a bunch of chloroform. Yeah, we did. However, we'll have RC tell the story <laughs> about a critical fumble for the uh, what is it stealth? Yeah, no, the, lock- a- no, okay. the locksmith. No, no, the locksmith passed. Oh, that's right. It was a critical. It was a fumble for the stealth, and then immediately a critical success for the melee attack directly to the guard's testicles, <laughs> and uh, the disabling of his ability to have children in the future. 
Yeah. He took like eight damage to the crotch or something. Fighting Brawl, one. Okay, that's eight to the groin. Uh, Let's roll that con check. Yeah, he's one, never having children. Two, definitely passing out. Oh, man. (laughs) the The best part about it is like, Jen is like picking the lock. And of course, you're on your knees when you're doing it because where the lock is. The door swings open for the guard to come out and get cigarettes. Like, well, the dick's right there. Well, bam! From like oh, the man. five foot tall French woman just destroys this man. Amazing. <laughs> yep. So we he tie went. him up. Don't, yep. don't, ta- don't take his shoes, though. Don't take his no. shoes. We hog tie him and stick his socks in his mouth. Oh, I'm forgetting. Yeah. No, no. Lindsay's group didn't not only took their shoes, did you guys like 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 open their mouths and pour alcohol down their throats so they, so they get fired for being drunk on the job? We did. I'm pretty sure we did that. Yep. Was that Thaddeus' idea? <laughs> it might have been Rob's idea. I can't remember. I think it was Rob's idea. I don't remember. I don't remember. But I'm pretty sure we did that, yeah. Then everyone checks the safe. Hey, look, it's marked bills. Hey, let's leave those because we're not completely stupid. There's a cool-looking photo of a house on the desk. Let's look into that later. Ooh, there's a secret passage through this wall leading to another secret passage. And there's some cool books that are found. Brian gets his bath time, buddy. Robert Cthulhu, you're the one. You make bath time so much fun. It gives Brian 10 more magic points. Yes, it does. And those came in handy. Yeah, in Egypt they did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, people escape. Following this, there's the Ivory Wind. This is this ship that's moving a whole bunch of goods across for the Pinyu Foundation to China, Egypt, Shanghai, and Australia. Oh, I have, I have to interrupt here because yes, Brian got his bath time, buddy. But we also took like, all the statuary that we found except for the bloated woman. Because Brian she, was seriously she, that thing was like 800 pounds or something stupid, right? Yeah, but Brian was seriously trying to figure out a way that we could get it on top of the car <laughs> and take it with us. Also, so Brian has a thing for statuary, which will come up again in Africa <laughs> and in Egypt. On the Ivory Wind, there were more statues that Brian also took. This is also where Ian got the devil statue to put in Lindsay's, ap- Lindsay's apartment, her flat in England. Yeah. So there you go, Lindsay. That's where that came from. Cool. Yeah, we, we didn't go on the... Um, we didn't check out the Ivory Win until it was in Cairo. True, but the Sorry. same stuff. the same stuff's on there. Oh, yeah, but I'm just saying that that's when we got to it. But that's where Brian found the really nice pair of socks. The man socks. No, yeah, made, was... a, made a made f- human skin. Was that in? I thought that was in. No, it was. Yeah, it was, it was from the ship. Yeah, it was. Nice. Yeah. Uh, there's the trucking company. You guys didn't deal with the trucking company, but Ian did infamously. Yes, he like, did. Like our buddy Dave's. Like I need to. I'm gonna like you know, break into the car and like steal all their logs. And it's like it's like eight in the morning. So it's like you know, like the truckers are gonna notice that. So Ian goes in the office, he gets in queue to wait in line, and then he immediately like cuts line, starts 
takes his cane, like all the papers on the desk, just like sliding them around like they're nothing. And then like banging his cane on the desk. Which one of these useless forms can I fill out to hire one of your trucks? You know I'm Thaddeus Murdoch the Third. You may have heard of me. And my running gag was like, if this was a silent movie, you would just see panels that says like swearing and cockney like appearing. Yeah. <laughs> that was in England, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we didn't deal with the trucking company. We went to the safe company. Not a safe company, sir. Oh, the manufacturing company. The guys that Gavigan bought the safe for. RC also pulling in clutch again. Using his yep. mighty hypnotism. Just a polite, oh, why don't you just um, give us a chance to look over those documents? We think we want to build one of these, too, and possibly hire your services. In the safe. Let me just open that up and give you everything in it. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Worked nicely. However, part of this section also involved the party moving from inside of London into like a more residential area in a derby. Uh, everyone elected to read books. Well, that's also um, around that time. Actually, I think the reading books happened before we went to the manufacturing company. It does. That's why I'm combining it now. Then I'm coming back to whatever happened to you in the car. Yeah. Um, because that's where Jess lost all her, sand- lost her shit and got me. <laughs> Lost her shit and went went into a killing rage for 10 rounds. Holy shit. From reading one of the books? Yes, reading one of the books. And and because I was polite, it's like, she doesn't sleep with her shotgun. You guys are fucking lucky. Oh. Luckily, she only had two shots in the Derringer. (laughs) Oh, lucky, lucky. Yeah, because if she had slept with that shotgun, it would be like, kablam! Okay, roll for the character here with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! That's awesome, though. Or it would have been, even if it was really good dice rolls, it still would have been. Okay, so we're taking the British Egyptian guy to the hospital now. Because <laughs> he's at, like, one hit point. We'll see his character in six months. In six months, yeah. <laughs> Woo! That's great, though. And Brian rolled a one on his luck roll to... Summon the ability to read Latin, even though he knew he couldn't. Wow. Right. And then, um, well, then we went bonkers without screaming about Pazuzu. Well, that was while they were in the manufacturing company getting the plans. Yeah. That I drove around with him screaming, You know Pazuzu, like I know Pazuzu. It's always Pazuzu. But still stemming from him reading the book. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. So they come back with all the plans that RC got. And they're like, oh, there's Cthulhu Mythos rolls looking at the plans. So I roll. And I decide to push my Cthulhu Mythos roll that I missed. <laughs> so Lindsay. And I fail again. Te- technically, I don't, you're not supposed to allow players to push Cthulhu Mythos. I allow that exception. But if you push it and fail, I go to the magic yeah. mishap table and roll on that thing. And I have rolled an 18 at least four times on that damn table, which is pick two spells they randomly cast on the person. Mm-hmm. 
Sean well, got a whole bunch of organs teleported like in his arms. Oh, this is how he got all the organs. Okay, cool. Awesome. And then they fused into his body just because of me rolling it randomly in the magic book. That's how it worked out. Yep. Amazing. No notes. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. I think I ended up with four noses, one eye, three tongues, an extra liver, a brain. An extra gallbladder, a brain, and an extra heart attack. I think yeah. he also had an extra eye as well. He had one yeah. extra eye. Well, now yep. you have like you have fail safes like like a Klingon. You're good now. Oh, this also will come to a head though, in, literally, um, in Egypt too. <laughs> when we get I just there. think it's amazing using the random like targeting thing for the bo- where where they appeared on the body. Nowhere on your arms and nowhere on your head. It was all chest and leg. Yep. So nothing was visible for like thirteen organs. Like you know how like what the odds of that are? They're astronomically tiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh. Moving on to kind of closing out England chapter, Lindsay's group rented a boat, snuck in at night. However, not near the new moon or full moon when you guys did. Uh did some sneaking around, which we're going to come back to our uh, our little person because they were a dwarf, a short person. Uh, proceeded to chloroform people. They snuck through the building and like stole all the stuff they were going to need to steal because they. Were... I think you guys went on like a random like Thursday, so there was like no one there. Yeah, it was just like the staff there. Yeah, you guys find uh, the original warrant card for the uh, Scotland Law investigator, like in the basement in an area where like nowhere else could it be because there were cells in there. And you guys basically call like Scotland Yard to investigate and burn the building down. That's I think what happened. Yep. That sounds about right. This group <laughs> went on mid either on new moon or full moon. Oh no. Which helped them. Most of the people weren't in the weren't in the house. Fifty of them were like, you know, two hundred yards to the left. With like burning torches and stuff. Oh yeah, Chantex. yeah. And Chantex. And sacrifices. Again. You whoa, 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 whoa. You're, you're only assuming there were sacrifices. Well, there were less people there when we came back out of the building. <laughs> maybe they're the porta potty, man. I don't maybe know. Maybe they maybe they got bored. And they left. Maybe they maybe they, maybe they went directly to Jesus. It definitely <laughs> wasn't Chantex. Yeah, the, the rapture just happened just for them particularly. But pretty much the party sneaks in. They find this cool bust of Narlathotep in his form of the Black Pharaoh. An unfinished letter to the Pale Viper. A letter from Omar El Shakti being like, Yo, dog, I want my bust back. You suck. And some other stuff. But pretty much at this point, both parties like escape to Egypt. Yeah. We took a lot of statuaries with us because Brian has a fetish. Good for him. We missed out on another mask for the collection, though. It was a mirror. You missed out on the mirror. Oh. Uh, you guys did take the chronometer, which both groups did that. Got the yep. clock collection going. Yeah, we got three clocks so far. Three? No, four. You would have had... Four, three. 
You would have had two now because this is England. We're going to get to right. Egypt. I don't there's know no clock. Have... There's no. There's no clock that you got in Egypt. Right. That's right. It was Africa. Then. Yeah. Uh, not that there is no clock in Egypt. Egypt. There's just no clock that you got. So yeah, the party gets to Egypt. It's kind of the same conversation. Like, okay, let's maybe work it out so we can get our guns in. Sean was able to work that out because he's a he's an Egyptian national. There's an initial discussion. Okay, let's look into Omar El Dushaki. Uh, once again, Sean being a, an Egyptian national is like, okay, I'm going to go to like you know the Department of Interior. I'm going to find out some stuff. And his contact there basically just shows him like a folder of ashes. And the expert, like, you know, is like, yeah, whatever papers we get on the guy, they, they burst into flames like three weeks later. Yeah. Which I, I think, Lindsay, I think your group never even like met that guy. No, uh, that doesn't sound familiar to me. Yeah, yeah I don't think we got there. He's bad news. He's like a 200 year old wizard with a, with a demon cat. Oh, shit. Oh, we, yeah, we, to- we totally missed that part. Well, we went around and did our. We snuck on board the Ivory Wind at that point, and we stole the stuff. In, yep, stole the stuff, and then we went around and did our investigation into all the things in the area there. Um, yeah, you guys, you guys found the Burn Man that used to have a shop over there, and he had uh, had to move shops. He meets you in a mosque, lets you know, like, hey, some crazy stuff's going on in this mosque over here. Also, I no longer, like, have those kind of artifacts. And this is where, like, psychology matters. RC didn't pass the role, but he would have told them, the party that he stole the artifacts from Omar El Shakti, which is also always like, hey, I'm not really into the stuff like that anymore because like, I nearly got burned alive, so. Well, when he told us that there was a mosque that had that was against the Black Brotherhood. That's when when I went to the mosque and then through our discussion there found out I had a spell that they were desperate for. There is the enchantment of sacred fire, I think it is, or something like that. That's pretty close, yeah. And so together we all did this ritual because they had the girdle that would help um, resurrect the queen or whatever. Nylocorceps queen, the mummy. Necresis, yeah. Necresis, and so we destroyed the girdle, enchanting a um, scimitar and such, and then they had a moment of, you know, come to Allah, and I accepted, and so now I bear a magical scimitar after that whole ritual thing. In the name of fighting evil. Yep. And you lost all your mutations. Yeah. Because Allah was looking out for you. Burn me pure, kind of thing. Uh, the party we... also also went met, met Warren Bassart. Yep. The Frenchman. We got to and then we met the old lady that has oh. the um, stone. Well, that was after Dr. DeWarren, who discussed, like, hey, the. Carla d- expedition disappeared into this pyramid. No one knew where they were. I went to go find them, and people were getting gobbled up by the sands of the desert. And then I saw like a thousand sphinxes in the sands. 
Then you guys went to meet the old lady because you had you got told by two different people about her. And she gave us a stone from the Red Pyramid. Well, half a stone. Yeah. And that's when we decided to take the boat ride, right, guys? We had a little uh, escapade on a boat. We did. Yeah, they take a little boat. They take a little boat ride to Giza. They're like, ooh, there's this hidden chamber where like a a mummy got stole. Let's check it out. <laughs> I remember there being a whole lot of nopes as we were walking around. And then oh, they, is that they, a pool full of leeches? Yeah, uh, we're, so we're, get, we're getting we're getting there, sir. We're getting oh. there. So, Lindsay, you would remember this part. They get into this great chamber under Giza. There's a, what was it, seven by eight by 30, like, pool of leeches. Something ridiculous yeah. like that. It was big. It was, it was a, yeah, big swimming pool full of leeches. <laughs> yep. There's a staircase and, that leads down into just red mist. Dylan was trying to figure out a way to explore the leeches. <laughs> To let them know it was like 20 feet deep. They find a sarcophagus on like a stand, and then there's several uh, altars, technically deuses. And then above that, there's like a, a small step into a, a, this carved obsidian double throne that looks really messed up. And then behind that, there's a door to nothing. And then the, to the left of that is this little like archway that leads to a little obelisk. And Lindsay's group went over to Obelisk. <laughs> Pat in this group was the one that could speak. It's like, Pat in this group was the one that had really good occult. Yeah. Ian's character was the one that could speak ancient Egyptian or read hieroglyphics, the combination. Yes, he could, yeah. So it was the combination of roles of Ian translating, Pat figuring it out, and then Ian going, oh, this button? Oops! Yeah. And they get teleported. <laughs> and they get teleported right in front of the, the Sphinx. The Sphinx. The actual location. Yeah. And no one was around the Sphinx at the time. Minus those two. And it elected to turn them into pancakes. This is where I allow, even in my non-pop games, if players have at least 30 lux to spend all their luck to survive. They did. They woke up back in the little nasty chamber. No luck in hand, but not crushed by a giant Sphinx monster. Following this, everyone gets sucked into the hole in the back of the room, and then they wake up in a new location. There's a crazy map on the back of the wall. There's some Egyptian words on... On the wall, too, there's kind of an astrological chart and nine candles. I think RC figured out the time frame table. Everyone else looking at the map figured out, like, oh, you know, that's that's clearly Australia and that's clearly China. Yeah, my, my recent obsession with the, the moon phases has suddenly helped out. Yep. And in Lindsay's yep. group, Rob's like, that's a pretty dope-looking chair. I'm going to go sit in that chair. It was very differently. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, that, that's a really cool chair. I think I think I should sit in it. But Rob so, gets possessed mm-hmm. by Narlathotep. 
Yep. <laughs> For Sean's group, they just saw him like just sit down in his chair like normal. Yep, yep, nope. <laughs> no, nope. And then both parties were offered whatever they wanted, and all they had to do was step into a portal for Narlathotep. We're going to do Sean's group first for the more anticlimactic answer. What happened, guys? We, we all took the deal. <laughs> yep. All of them. All of them. Yep. Every last member of the party. <laughs> I love it. And then Sean and RC like saw me, like saw me closing the books. Like, oh no, no, never mind, never mind. We didn't know the end of the campaign. Can we just hit a reset and say we didn't? I <laughs> love it. Books. You're just closing the book. He's like, okay, campaign over. We're like, oh. RC and I are like, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You guys, know, you guys know when it's over if we're all alive. So I should be like, uh, no, that was part of the plan. You guys, you guys died in in the in Giza. That's that's the deal you made. <laughs> this is all your dreams. Yep. No, I I was a polite person and allowed them to, because it was like a minute. Go back in time like a minute. Now I left up to knock, mock them, and then they get to leave the chamber. Lindsay's group. A little different. A little different. <laughs> Went down a little different. Yeah. I recall Luke definitely took the deal. Yes, he did. You considered taking the deal. Yes. Like you, you were on the fence, but you considered taking it. To the which you wrote your wish down, and you're like, no. Okay, okay. So Zach's like, all right, write down what your whatever your your biggest wish. And, and what? how did I word it, Zach? It was like... I wish my father was free. I wish my father was free because my father was in prison. And I wrote that and I handed it to Zach and I went, as soon as he opened it up and looked at it and then looked at me, I went, oh no, fuck, shit. I wrote it because writing, writing a wish of I want my dad to be free and handing it to Zach is like, well... <laughs> Well, Lindsay, also factor, not not just me, the bean granting your wish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a big regret. But luckily, I think that's one of the reasons I didn't take the deals, because I was like, well. Well, Dave also helped you at the last minute, because he's like, I'm going to take the deal. Walks up, because Rob had already been kicked out of Narlathotep's chair, so it was Narlathotep yeah. there. Yeah. Dave's like, gotcha. Sawed off, ba blam. Yep. And he didn't like that, and he threw no. a beam at Lindsay. And Lindsay's like, "Hey guys, I can't take twenty automatic damage because my HP pool is it's not twenty. Like, is not twenty. I think it was like thirteen. You're like, I'm gonna use all my luck and get like thrown out of the chamber. Yep. So it was almost vaporized. And oh. then. Yeah, Narlathotep's like whirling on the ground and becoming the bloody tongue. Day fires like a couple other shots while everyone's like running out of there. Uh, Thaddeus Murdoch, who had no luck at this point, lost like 90 sanity and went completely bonkers. Yep, he was gone. That's actually where he leaves the party. Mm -hmm. And then both parties got to share the fun thing of like 
literally skedaddling out of Egypt with Narlathotep in the crowd, like, all the time behind them. So, yeah, went a little differently. <laughs> Which, like, had this been a movie, I'm pretty sure, like, the that the, the climax of that section of, like, like fleeing Egypt would have been like, fuck, 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 fuck. Just oh, yeah, it was endless. straight up, like, it, yeah, it was, like, running, like, the mummy. Yeah, it was, we were out. Like, we, <laughs> it was, like, yeah. And kept seeing seeing the pharaoh everywhere on our way out. Uh, just as a... <laughs> Nailed it. I feel like we did it. I feel like we got it. I feel... Perfect. Just as a short pause here, I should have done this for England. What did everyone feel about England? I enjoyed it. Yeah. We had a good time. Oh, yeah, I loved I, I really liked being... I, I liked England. It was fun. I enjoyed England. I think we struggled a lot in England um, compared to like how we left New York. But at the time, um, now I mean it was still fun. But we did we struggled. And then yeah. similar question for Egypt. It's widely considered to be the camp, the overall climax of the campaign. It's also the section where the gloves come off. How does everyone feel about those interpretations of that chapter? I would cure it. <laughs> My ass almost got vaporized. I mean, it gets, it I will... gets turned up very quickly. Yeah. It's like it goes to 11 pretty quickly. But I will say also in Egypt that our group, our skill set was much more usable in Egypt than we had been in England. Because Brian was an archaeologist. I was an Egyptian citizen that was an antiquarian. You know, we had a French thief with us, a hypnotist, and the Texan <laughs> with us. And so, I mean, we were much more. I think our trademark is just our stealth factor. Because Zach has said on a couple of occasions that he's like, yeah, you may not have hit every target but you nobody really still has like gained you as like you know these these guys are meddling you know oh we everyone stayed we below the yeah <laughs> we had stayed below the radar that's awesome because i'm pretty sure everyone and their mom knew that we were meddling <laughs> well Lindsay, the major difference is they only really knew that when you guys got to like uh, got to egypt for this party, as soon as they got to Africa, they knew. Like, as soon as they get to uh, Kenya, the cult knows. As I recall, it's coming up, but we'll, we'll get into that. Yep. The party gets to Nairobi. So I get to Mombasa first. Nairobi's where they're going later. Uh, they get on the train, and then uh, RC's out there getting the smoke and gets lit on fire. It was very upsetting. Just also, the like, the roof of the roof of the train they were on fire. It was star vampires. Oh no! I thought, I thought that's what they were. Oh no! Shit! Oh, it's yeah. bad. RC it's took bad. like took like six or seven damage. Yeah, it was not nothing. Oh, it was oh, it was no. eight damage uh, or no six damage. You're right. Yeah, it was oh, that, that was pretty bad. messed up. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fucked. Ooh. Didn't you but, take an additional point of damage because somebody fumbled their fire bucket rolls? 
and hit yes. you with the bucket. Yes. <laughs> I was smacked in the face of the with a bucket of sand. Kind of adding, you know, vinegar to you the know, wound kind of thing. You know, my track record with being fumbled by other characters, I've been hit with a whip. <laughs> I've now been hit with a bucket full of sand. My luck is just not there for me. <laughs> Poor hypnotist. <laughs> yeah. Just down on his luck. The yeah. disaster. Well, that is one thing. All of our party is low on luck. Sanity, we're not too bad off. Luck? Yeah, I think, what, we have, like, four characters below 30? Yeah, um, or, put, or put another way, I think two are at, uh, two are above 30. Yeah, I think Doug and I both have, like, 40-something 40 luck. Yeah. I think Jess might have finally made it to 30-something, and I think Brian's like two points away from 30. She's and... at like 21, I'm at 19. Oh, that's right. You guys are like neck and neck racing for the bottom. Yeah. But that's a scary place to be. It is, yes. Well, actually, though, in RC's defense, I think he had gotten down to like 8. So oh, no. he brought I it a... up a 11 or something. Yeah, I was I was way down there for a little while. But at the time, it really felt necessary that we passed those checks. And I was like, mmm. Yeah, yep. <laughs> we're just like erasing it. You're like, mmm. <laughs> well, this is also the section where like it feels more dangerous because after Egypt, you're like, okay, who who's above 30? Uh, two of us. It's like, no, okay, yeah, we can only no. mess up yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah, yep. I mean, I was at... I mean, after Egypt, I, I like like I only had. I think I, I mean only you, had, like, you would have gained luck because you had zero, so you would have gained yeah. something. Yeah, but I think I I literally yeah I think I spent I think I only had exactly thirty. So yeah, you so would have I been was... at like under ten when you got to Africa. Well, we were, but we were at this point of low luck when we hit Egypt. True. <laughs> Yeah, so we survived we were... Egypt on like only two people having over a thirty luck, and well done. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't been over thirty luck since I picked that lock in England. And so... yeah, in Africa though. So from here, the party runs into Niles Nelson. He's like, "Yeah, I saw Jack Brady in Hong Kong." And everyone's like, "Okay, got that double confirmed. Got to go to China. Check that out." Uh, the party talks to the African rifles. Uh, Lindsay, this is one of your favorite parts because it's the guy with the, the super calibrator mustache. Oh, God. Which in yeah. the book says, like, is, is the, if there's a woman in your party, he'll tell you whatever she wants, whatever they want after, like, kissing their hand. Yeah. He's like, God, Christ. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was fun. Yep. He was smarmy <laughs> and... Oh yeah, he's he's like we're gonna go out for tea later. It's like I, I I'm busy. I'm married to ten other people. Yeah, <laughs> I'm totally nothing married. Like, totally married. Nothing like having a squid with a bottle brush on its upper lip, kissing your hand. Oh, huh? Yeah, I mean, and Zach's <laughs> description of it, it was I was like, wow, wow. It was impressive, but no, also the, the image in the book's the same. It's like that that thing could fly off and like attack a city. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, and the kissing of the hand. Oh, God. The flavor of savor. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, of course, I, I played it up, too. And then 
he walks us out and then make made a whole point of like pulling my hand into the crook of his arm and like make it, it was ugh. it was a it was an event i think you stood him up too he's like we're gonna be here later sure am it's like no yeah i was like oh yeah absolutely yeah definitely nope uh, both parties go dead this is why chivalry is dead yeah 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 that's why both parties go, like in Egypt and like in England, go to the newspaper, get some background information. Mainly like, here's what actually happened to the Carlisle information. It's like, mm, okay, there's some actual background. You guys get more information. It's like, yeah, there's no there's no white people in these corpses, just a lot of African people. A lot of that doesn't sound like the Carlisle expedition. And then in the crowd, RC notices someone following him to the hospital. Everyone chases after them. And me as a keeper actually rolled a one for one, so she skedaddled away. Into the Asian section. And then everyone's like, let's go to this famous tea house. Oh, it's this suspicious woman. Let's make fun what? of her let's make fun of her culture and throw her tea against the wall. No, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Was... That was the one American. Whoa. Yeah. That was first. A bunch of bloody tongue go into the tea house. Help us before Sus- we do. Suspected bloody tongue. Suspected. Well, they all had the red bandana thing on there. Highly bandana. likely. You're making uh, a fashion uh, statement. A hundred percent bloody tongue. So we go into the tea house and we're trying to find where they went to because they're not in there when we go in. There was like five or six of them that went in before us. And so, Arthi and Brian are trying to play it cool, and Brian tries to. Was it Brian or Arthi that opened her bedroom door? That was Brian. <laughs> okay. I, well, Dylan was supposed to be like talking to her and like keeping her attention, and I was just like trying to open the door, and she caught me. So, Brian and Arthi go outside and around the back side of the building. Meanwhile, Dylan confirms everything that everybody in other countries fears about American arrogance. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, he does. <laughs> oh, the crap, American. <laughs> but yeah, eventually you guys are like, hey, we'll sneak back here later. Everyone goes to bed. <laughs> and the elephant showed up. Literally, the elephant in the room appeared through my bedroom wall. We missed that opportunity to talk. We need to talk (laughs) about the elephant in the room. Yeah, so an elephant literally gores down RSC's like hotel wall and window. I panic, grab my bag, and my bed is chucked at me through the hallway. I mean, you had to make a you had to make a dodge roll on that too, sir. We yep. also, we have to insert here. Before that, we met with Mr. Kenyatta. No, who, we're, getting to, we're getting to that. Okay, because I have the, the chameleon at this point. Yeah. I don't know if you had the chameleon. They did. We okay. did. That's, that's, so why gonna, been, that's why we're going to cover that after this. Had the chameleon, and so here I am coming out of my room because it's close to our thief room, trying to get away from this rampant elephant. Is the Egyptian guy with a scimitar, the whisk, 
the cage with the chameleon, his pet monkey, Admiral Nelson, on his shoulder. <laughs> In a nightgown and a nightcap. <laughs> In yeah. a nightcap and, you know, several, like, bottles of gins and old tomes and scrolls. Also looking out, like, the gourd out window and wall, seeing, like, a black rhino, like, touring around like a shark. And some wizardy person out there doing their hands over their head. You know, yep. mm-hmm. the American finally gets to shoot a cultist. <laughs> the cultist did get to like limp off. They did live barely. Yeah. And the party goes to meet uh, Joseph Kenyatta. They talk to him. He seems positive toward their cause. He basically connects them to his old medicine man. Uh, the party has to wait a long, long time for him to come out of his meditations, basically. And he gives like a big breakdown of like why the Black Wind is bad and how to stop them and by giving them the gifts of a fly catcher, which is a whisk, a fly whisk, it's an African fly whisk, and this weird chameleon looking thing, which you should feed flies to every day. And the name is She Who Is Not Who She Appears. Yeah. It's after all. Leading to the end of this chapter, which is Kaiju Fight! Well, we set off, because the the elephant thing happened after we did that, so then we set off and hike it up to the, with a guide, up to the mountain (laughs) with the black wind. And again, hey, we are the party of stealth. We snuck in. Yep, Lindsay's party did the same. You guys actually pretty much mirror each other up to a certain point. Sneak in. Hey, there's some guards. Okay, we watch the rotation. They move off. Hey, there's a whole bunch of people in cells. We're going to let them out. Hey, there's a deeper chamber. There's even more cultists. There's Mararu, who you've been like hunting down. There's Hapatia Masters, who's looking... Uh, extra, extra Cthulhu pregnant, so not great. Oh, Hypatia. And the party elects to release she, she who's not who she appears, mm-hmm. who becomes a gog. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Lindsay's group was just a little stealthier at how they released it. They basically shot Mararu and Hypatia and then released she who waits. And then Narlathotep showed up. You guys just had some bad luck, and Narlathotep showed up first. I do recall there being a one that was rolled, or a one hundred for him showing up. Yeah. Yep. So he showed up, and the kaiju fight ensued, and we dynamited the passages so nobody could get out. Yeah. Yep. With the main difference being that Hypatia and Mararu were definitely dead for you, Lindsay, but only trapped for yeah. Sean's group. No, we yeah, we took those guys out. But there was a big monster fight. Yes, but Kaiju fight, yes. It was awesome. Also, anyone, like any player listening to this or Game Master listening to this, you can let your party sneak in there and let them try to fight it. I'm going to tell you it's a bloodbath because you have to fight all those cultists. A and there dope, were a hundred a, of them. 
yeah, the actual cult guards, a very powerful wizard, mm-hmm. and their god. Oh, yeah. There would be no yep. coming out of that. That's the t- it's TPK City. Yeah, no. That, there's no surviving that. Especially the, at that point. <laughs> like, there's no way. The book, which is just like you can put on like cloaks and like sit, like sit through and watch the ceremony. Like you can do it. The sanity loss is nightmarish. Like that late in the campaign, you want to take some. You want to take a d twenty. And go absolutely bonkers. I like those odds. Never tell me the odds. And then in closing, in general, uh, you guys also went to Shanghai, which is what Lindsay's group also did. Which I think is which which I think is fitting because Australia was added in later, like in terms of historic like parts of the campaign. Yeah. Shanghai scares me though. Yeah, I have a feeling it's gonna be bad. I feel like this is the place when our stealth's really gonna matter and it's it's gonna be like, yeah, they're just as stealthy and observant as you guys, and it's like, fuck. Well, and none of us speak the language. That Lindsay's Lindsay's group had an interesting conclusion, which we'll talk about when we get to that episode, but they also had a lot of money they never touched. A lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, you guys, Lindsay, your group never ran into Carl. Oh, yeah. No. Who was just hanging out in, in Shanghai at this time, campaign-wise. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, so no. the big bad guy of a whole other Call of Cthulhu campaign is just on vacation in Shanghai. Yeah. Nope. Carl? Carl? Oh my god, who is that? That kills people. (laughs) I would probably fanboy if, like, I'd buy a game and fanboy if we ran into Carl. Carl might like that. He might be okay with it. (laughs) What does everyone feel about Africa being, like, the two-punch follow-up to to, uh, Egypt? The fact that it's still dangerous. Kind of felt like Egypt and Africa were one. Yeah, it was very quick. We you also didn't I mean? accomplish everything. Like, you're Zach's right. Those two are still, like, trapped under there. They could potentially escape. Well, hopefully we'll flip this whole thing to rest one way or another, either with our deaths or, <laughs> or success. Or so like before they can get out, or put like another way, say you did the campaign in pulp, and like everyone had like a crate of bullets, and like I don't know, uh, what's the machine gun that you got, um, RC? In which game? <laughs> you were considered buying it in this game. I forget what it was. Um, an, in- an infield rifle. No, we have the Lee infield. Okay. But yeah, like, um, so you're playing Pulp, like, okay, you can play the let's exterminate each of the cults. And you could maybe do it in Pulp, but the problem is, like, there's so many bodies. Yeah. And and so many wizards. It's like, okay, I think eventually, like, I know the League of Nations didn't do do a lot, but, like, eventually they're just going to, like, label you like a war criminal and kill you. Like, you've killed a lot of people. (laughs) That's also secretly my biggest problem with, like, the uh, Uncharted series. Like, Hey, it's cool that you're like Nathan, Jake, and Indiana Jones, but like you definitely killed like 40 people in Nepal. I'm pretty sure like the UN's gonna like arrest you. Yeah. There's a lot of bodies. (laughs) 
there's only says like I was just defending myself. Like eventually you could stop and not like shoot them. Sure. Like you can just leave. <laughs> sure. That was literally 150 people that you just murdered. Whoops. They were coming right at me. It's like, okay. They were all coming right at me. <laughs> like, there's nothing I could do. Well, we're excited to talk about Egypt and then join us next week when we cover our intro into Rune Quest. 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 Good night, everyone, and thank you for listening.